0: Welcome to HealthCast. I'm your host, Sarah Seibert. GovCIO Media and Research is live here at the 2022 HIMSS conference in Orlando. Throughout this week, we'll be releasing special episodes catching up with federal leaders at the show across our podcast platforms, including GovCast and CyberCast. All right, today we're joined by Brink Cole from the Department of Veterans Affairs, who will be discussing uh, one of her projects that she's been working on called Reimagining Veteran Healthcare. So thank you for joining us today, Brad. Thank you so much for having me. It's a delight. So to get started, could you explain the Reimagining Veteran Healthcare project and some of your top goals? Oh, all right. Um, So Reimagining
1: Veteran Healthcare is a multi-phase human-centered design project that uh, my team started um, in spring of last year. And for those who are not super aware of the process of human-centered design, it is exactly what it sounds like. It is designing solutions um, for people based on what they truly need in a given scenario. So reimagining veteran healthcare care is HCD at scale, and what we are really looking at is the fundamental impacts of the pandemic on people's lives, uh, our veterans. Um, our patients, their families, our staff. I mean, think two years ago, almost like to the day, is when everything changed. Right? And if everybody just like stops and thinks about right, it was gonna be two weeks, right? And we're gonna we're gonna like what was it? What was it? Crush the curve or something. Two weeks, right? And here we are two years later. And they're you know, we feel this sense of, of people talking about, you know, getting back to normal. And it has become this sort of <sighs> double-edged sword, right? Because we do want a sense of normalcy and safety. And yet there are so many things that changed for, for the better, arguably, right? Through all of the horrors, the pandemic has really allowed us to accelerate, um, growth in so many areas. And so for the VA, we wanted to really understand what are those those changes, those shifts that in many ways have been around for a long time, these opportunities related to health equity, opportunities related to, you know, democratizing access, opportunities related to um, creating new channels uh, to access care, upstream preventative care, um, and leveraging the pandemic as an inflection point, how do we propel it, ourselves forward? What types of changes do people, and when I say people, I, I truly mean that, not just our patients, but veterans, you know, the you know, <laughs> our citizens at large, you know, we are the federal government, too. Um, what do people want for their futures? Um, and then how can we start to, to design that now? So, throughout the first phase of this work, we went out to people 's homes they and that 's a huge thing, right? It's the midst of a pandemic, we sat on front porches in Los Angeles um backyards in Houston in august, which i don 't really recommend, but it was it was so important it was so critical it 's one thing to send a survey out to somebody and get feedback it 's a whole other thing to say, "Can I come to your home and talk to you about your health care?" Can I come to your home and talk to you about the VA who you don't currently engage with? And we want to understand why. We want to know who we need to be in order for you to see yourself reflected in who we are, in order for you to feel comfortable getting your care with VA. Um, So we really emphasize connecting with veterans who are not engaged with VA, um, those who are unengaged disengaged are from marginalized communities and then with our employees as well the burnt out um, the overtaxed the overburdened um, and in total we've interviewed over 250 people <laughs> it's been it's been it's been remarkable and the trust that they have placed in me and my team in allowing us to come and talk with them about these you know really in some cases deeply
0: private things has been so meaningful. Yeah, that's great to hear. And that's one of the things that you made me thought of actually building trust in your healthcare system and provider, having that face-to-face interaction is essential. So I I heard you mention HCD at scale or scaling HCD. So I'd be interested to learn more about how your team is leveraging human-centered design as a foundation to innovation. Yeah,
1: yeah. So for, for me, as a practitioner of human-centered design, that is the only way to innovate. Um, which actually isn't quite true, because there, there are many other ways to get at, uh, moving things forward, but I think you need to fundamentally understand the problem from many different perspectives, and certainly from the perspectives of the people for whom you, you seek to impact. So, human-centered design at, at scale and for VA as a as a way to solve big complex problems involves spending a lot of intentional time up front making sure that you understand the opportunity, that you can see the problem um, from many different sides. So, for us with RBH, right, those 250 people were veterans who were enrolled in VA healthcare, veterans who were not enrolled in VA healthcare. Their caregivers, um, frontline VA employees from doctors, nurses, janitorial staff, you know, administrators, um, to our veteran service organizations, like everyone who has a stake in this game, which arguably is almost everyone. VA is, is deeply personal for a lot of people. And so we've spent intentionally, a, you know, a year looking at this opportunity space from many different angles, also looking at projection data, demographics information, you know, what, are, what could the veteran population look like in 20 years, and what could these infrastructure look like in 20 years as well. Um, those of you who are following along with, you know, changes to, to potential changes to the VA, you know, the market assessment, the Air Commission just came out, so they're making some recommendations about individual markets that have... Direct impact on on communities and on real people. So how are we thinking through all of those shifts related to our physical infrastructure? You know, changing needs um, related to shifting demographics, and then also consumer tastes. Right. So we have a younger veteran population, or even absent age. How has the on-demand sort of culture that we've created? impacted how people want to engage in service delivery. And healthcare is service delivery, right? I can order a pizza to be delivered to my room by a third-party person, and it'll be there in 20 minutes. And yet, if I need to schedule an appointment, I first have to go look up the phone number to the clinic, and then I have to call them during their office hours. And if I don't get them, I have to leave them a message, and then they're going to maybe call me back, and maybe I'll be like, what? So much has changed, so we need to understand that, and then we need to design solutions based on what people really want and not what we think what we think
0: they want. Yeah, that's great to hear. I know that I've seen VA firsthand uh, accelerate some of its digital offerings, but watching where you guys head in the future will be really exciting, especially when it comes to healthcare. Yeah, so uh what are some of uh, the technologies that you're leveraging or the role technology plays in delivering human-centered design and some of these improved health solutions for veterans? Yeah, I will tell you what. So, of course, everything has gone, you know,
1: any sort of video teleconferencing platform is, you know, is... Gold for the past couple of years, and we've been, you know, using them in many different ways. Um, but with all of the design work that we've been doing, you know, we hadn't leveraged it as much of a viable platform, you know, through the lens of HCD and ethnography, being able to be in someone's individual context if they're comfortable Enough to allow you into their home, into their workplace, into their communities. You gain such a richer understanding of their unique context, and it really helps you sort of think through and validate some of of, of what people are saying, right? So, what sort of technology do you see laying around? Like how all sorts of different things. But throughout the pandemic, um, we were able to use you know Zoom, Microsoft Teams. But you know whatever whatever a veteran or their caregiver was comfortable with using, then we would make it happen. So we could talk with them. Um, so for for the actual design and, and project work that has been instrumental, and of course, is synthesize all of that data. So um, everything that we take is you know qualitative information directly from what people are saying, and from that we you know glean some insights um themes and to do that we needed you know digital whiteboarding s- uh, solutions as well so we've been you know using lots of different types of tools to to help to help enable all of that and it's almost running sort of parallel to what we're hearing from our research with people about you know technology's role in in the future right and and our patients don't really care what the technology is and In many, many ways, our staff, they don't either. They need to know that it can enable them to have the type of seamless connection to build the critical relationships that are needed to, you know, push the needle on an individual's health.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I'm sure people aren't like, "Wow, I'm using artificial intelligence right now." It's like, okay, so like this technology is making my job a lot easier, right? But you know?
1: there's sometimes like we've got so many folks, like our veterans and staff alike, that like that are like like the tech nerds, right? We've yeah. got that. They're like, "Oh, this is so cool," and it is, yeah. you know. But it's really not necessarily. It's not technology for technology's sake. It is, you know, what it can enable us to do. So the VA's burgeoning XR network, so we're using extended reality, virtual reality, like all sorts of different types of of, um, of XR solutions in really unique ways. Uh, the Reno VA has a bunch of different projects, trying a bunch of different things. You know, Asheville is doing really incredible things, and there's a bunch more uh, of other sites, and we have patients who have probably never even seen one of these goggles or any of this before and they're not super into technology but then they see what it can do for them the relief that they can get the distraction even and and that's you know that's what changes things so it's not about the technology it's about the
0: impact of the technology right yeah that makes a lot of sense Uh, So what are some of the lessons you've learned from this study, and how will you use it to drive exceptional patient experience into the future?
1: Oh, man, we have learned so much, and we continue to learn so, so, so much. Um, I think that the key takeaways and sort of what we're moving towards right now within RBH is that, you know, we really need to start thinking of ways and how we can extend that envelope of care. So, our traditional, and when I say our, I mean not just VA, but, you know, the United States at at large, our healthcare system being almost entirely, you know, reactive, it's not healthcare system, it's medical care system, right? We we treat disease. Um, there's, you know, a little tiny bit of prevention depending on an individual patient's, like, drive to, to do that. And... And arguably, they're, they're privileged in, in like where they are socioeconomically, and that's not okay. So what we've heard from our from our patients, what we've heard from our employees, what we've heard from our VD leaders, our VSOs, is that um, we really need to be looking at ways to push more care upstream, to connect people with other people, generally, potentially enabled by technology, um, to... Get them engaged. There's this really unique thing that happens within the veteran community that we've heard over and over and over again where, um, one veteran is the one who can sort of get through to another that, that VA has changed or that their experience with VA has changed. And so much, you know, things change all of the time. And think of if you are a Vietnam veteran, you know, the experience that you had when you got back home, was really horrific and so many vietnam vets still you know carry that with them and then even even beyond that my dad is an army veteran who when he left the army he signed up because he was told that he would have healthcare for life and that you know he would be taken care of and all of those things and when he got out, it was like, oh, actually, mm, that's not quite the case. And he has just been like anti-VA. I've worked for the organization for 15 years and I can't get through to him. You know, and he has the privilege of being, my mom has an incredible job. They've got like insurance covered. Um, but it's just like, how do we get through to people when things change, when they have had a really deeply meaningful experience that maybe hasn't been so great? Um so finding ways to sort of design, gain inspiration from those serendipitous relationships that happen that truly change people's lives. How do we how do we do that um, going forward? So we're curious about that. Um we're also hearing a lot about customer experience for both our veterans, um, their family members, our employees as well, or the largest the nation's largest integrated healthcare system that arguably isn't as integrated as it could or should be. So many people, that old adage that just plagues us, you've seen one VA, you've seen one VA, how do we combat that in a way that allows for local site culture, which is so important and so rich and so amazing and innovative, yet provides a seamless experience as people move across the system? You know, geography is not as um, as meaningful as it once was, right? We have a, a workforce now that... Right. As we're growing up, we have like TikTok. We have to compete with TikTok for employees. (laughs) Right. Are we thinking about that? You know, how are we creating agile work arrangements that allows us to compete in, in ways that we haven't been able to do before?
0: Right. Well, I know that you guys have made a lot of progress, but I definitely look forward to how you continue to push the needle and build trust with your veterans and um, continue to improve health care. It is never-ending, my friend, and we will continue to
1: fight the fight because, you know, it, it really is an honor and a privilege, and, um, you know, it's, it what, it's what keeps us going.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, it's been great to hear your takes. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. Follow our other shows for more coverage throughout the conference this week. You can head over to govciomedia.com to find more Hims insights and to subscribe to our newsletter. HealthCast along with GovCast and CyberCast is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.